Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome into the Nick Zelaya podcast, Nick Zelaya show. To be honest, it's been a while. Um, my last episode was January of 2022. So, you, <laughs> uh, some things popped up, school, um, summer stuff, a, lo- a lot of things happened in the last year and a half. Um, I guess technically now I'm done with school. I'm living on my own, and I think that was a big reason that we are bringing this back. Um, I have found that I moved to Pennsylvania last month uh, for my new sports anchoring job, and this is actually the first weekend. I think this is my fourth weekend I've lived here. This is the fourth we- the first weekend that I've been alone. I've either had people come visit me, people who live nearby, shout out to Benjamin, Jumin, as he likes to be called, um, have come home, I've been able to see them, or I've gone back to Connecticut, where I'm originally from. So, so I mean, this is the first weekend we're here. Um, it, it's been a quiet weekend. I will say that I have occupied my time as best as possible. I woke up, slept, of course... Saturday and Sunday, I don't work, so I got to sleep in a little bit. Um, technically, I get to sleep in every day because I don't go into the station until around 2 o'clock, but we try to get up and act as if we're being a normal human being and not sleep until noon, but we slept in. Yesterday, we went to the gym, got a good workout in, um, and then I spent time just watching TV, and I do want to touch on something really quick that I, I don't know how long this goes, I'm hoping it's for the whole summer because it keeps me really busy. I sat down, I put on the Rocket Mortgage Classic and shout out to Ricky Fowler. He just won the playoff about an hour ago or so. Um, He hasn't won a a match and he hasn't won an event in up to four years, I think it is now. Um, Going back to Super Bowl weekend, I forget which event it was that he won, but February 2019, it's been a while for Ricky Fowler. Um, he's been a guy that I've always really liked. He played really well last week at the Travelers. Um, and again, he's always got the drip. He's, he was decked out in the orange today with the sunglasses. I mean, it's just an awesome look. But I was watching golf, and then it got to a rain delay, and I'm like, damn, what am I going to watch? There's no basketball on, obviously, free agency's going on, which is... This is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, I guess we call it a pilot, even though it's technically not the pilot, but maybe I'll actually upload every week as if I should be doing with the podcast. But no basketball, obviously no football. Baseball, I had the Mets on. I was checking the Mets every once in a while, but they're another story. Um, Hockey's done. Soccer, World Cup hasn't started yet. I'm really excited for the World Cup. Hasn't started yet. So I was on FanDuel checking my shout out Ricky Fowler money line, um, not money line, but I had him to win the the tournament. So that cashed in. Thank you, Ricky. Um, and I saw Big Three, and I'm like, okay, we've got Ice Cube's Big Three. I scroll down. It's simple money line stuff, you know. Just pick a winner, pick a spread, whatever you want to do. So I was like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. I, I look it up. It's on CBS. Um, they're showing all the games, and I'm like, oh my god, there are some crazy names on this roster. So I forget which team I picked. We went two for three yesterday. 
um, with those games. We went the 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 5 o'clock game. The 3 o'clock game, I turned on. Swaggy P and Jordan Crawford are on one team going up against Jody Meeks, who was getting buckets. And I mean buckets for his team. And as a Lakers fan, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun. The games, they played a 50. Well, the first team to 50 wins, win by two. They don't have a clock. Halftime is the first team to reach 25. So whichever team gets to 25 first, that's when it's just halftime. And then the winner to 50, the, the, the first team to get to 50 wins the game. And I'm like, these are really quick games, 45 minutes. This could be really fun. So I sat down and watched that, and it was a blast. I mean, it was really fun to watch. It's three on three. The There were a lot of people in the crowd at the game just watching it and enjoying it. And I was like, this is really exciting. We got some coaches. Some Lisa Leslie was coaching one of the teams that – uh, I bet on that one. They were an 0-1 team, and they won. So I'm, I'm going blank on what the team name was. It may have been – it wasn't Trilogy because Trilogy has won back-to-back. I think that's Steven Jackson's team. Maybe it was the Triplets. It might have been the Triplets. Um, who was on that team that I was rooting hard for? Jamario Moon was one of those names that I just haven't heard in years from playing the early 2010s 2Ks. Um, that was a name that I always saw in the Cavaliers. Uh, who else was it? Rashard Lewis was on the other team. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson was the star of that team with Jamario Moon. Lisa Leslie was the coach. And I was like, wow, ISO Joe. I, this, was, this was exciting for me. Living all alone here in this place. You got to find things to do. And that's the number one thing that living... I had roommates in college. I've always lived, obviously, at home with my family. So this is the first time living by myself. So you got to find things to do. Um, and obviously, as a new place, I don't know too many people around. Um, but watching sports, and I've slowly gotten more into betting. Maybe it'll be more and more as... Uh, as we live longer by ourselves, but it was fine. That might be my Saturday activity is just sitting down. I think they have six games uh, every week. And yeah, just they're really quick. They're really exciting. And there are some guys that play in it you haven't heard of in years. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really exciting. There was one more guy. I can't, can't remember his name right now, but... Uh, over the next few weeks, I'll become more comfortable with the big three rosters. I'll be able to name them on the top of my head. Um, but for today's episode, I don't want to keep it too long. Um, moving forward, you'll see some familiar faces, hear some familiar voices, uh, depending on where you're listening slash watching to. Um, I want to start bringing people on that, you know, people from Syracuse, uh, People are just kind of hanging out. We're, we're all kind of doing our own things now, and I think it's important that we still stay in touch, which we do. We're, we're texting all the time in group chats, but to be able to still chat sport, that's a little different when you're kind of face-to-face, just not so much just all the texting and through the phone. Like It's, it's more fun just to actually sit down, get on a Zoom call, whatever, and just chat about some sports. So we're going to do that, but today for this episode... 
I do want to go over NBA free agency, and I wrote down some teams that I wanted to touch on, but I just, I found this great, shout out Legion Hoops, Legion Hoops has been one of my favorite Twitter follows, um, guy's amazing, up to date on everything, um, we've exchanged a few DMs every once in a while, he, he's a great guy, um, he has this free agency tracker, and I have it right in front of me on my computer, um, that just has every single team move. And I guess I'll just kind of go team by team. Uh, we might skip over some teams that haven't done anything. Um, but there's also some teams that I have some thoughts on. And I think it's important to kind of bring those up. Um, so I guess we'll get started. And the first team, which is actually one I wanted to touch on, is the Portland Trailblazers. And obviously... Jeremy Grant got a lot of money. Shout out Rich Paul. We saw LeBron uh, posting on Twitter that Rich Paul is him. He shout, Rich Paul can get anyone rich. He can get you any eight-figure, nine-figure deal that you want. Any player, doesn't matter what your skill set is. He knows what he's doing. I don't know how he does it. I took, a couple, I took one law class in college. So it is very impressive as someone from the outside to see someone like Rich Paul who is so good at just negotiating deals and getting these guys so much money. Sometimes it's worth it, sometimes it's not. Jeremy Grant, I've been seeing a lot of people saying he's overpaid. Five years, 160 mil. I understand where people are coming from as a lot of money for a guy that I would say hasn't really been a consistent all-star type player. Um, he hasn't even been in an all-star game, but I mean like an actual on the floor, like he's your second or even first option type of guy, um, with Denver, Detroit, they were winning 20 games a year. So he was the number one guy then, but they weren't winning. They weren't even close to the playoffs. Denver, he was on winning team. Um, but it's a different story. He wasn't the star on that team. Here in Portland, it's a different situation. As of right now, we're recording at 3.56 p.m. Eastern Time. Damian Lillard hasn't been traded yet. So as of right now, Damian Lillard is still a a Portland trailblazer. And that's how we're going to act. But I really like Jeremy Grant. And it's not because he's a Syracuse guy. um, Arguably the second best. We'll go top three. We'll go top three out of Syracuse basketball. He's a really good basketball player. He averages 20 points per game. He can score all over the floor. I know people are hesitant about the contract, especially as a guy nearing 30. He'll, I don't know what his birthday is, but he'll turn 30 at some point this season. Um, so then you're looking at a guy expecting him to be worth $35 million a year up until he's 35 years old. So those are the type of questions the Blazers front office had to ask themselves, and they thought it was worth it. Um, You have a really young team. You bring a guy like Jeremy Grant that's essentially a veteran on that team. Um, Damian Lillard, you don't know what's going to happen. The Heat, obviously, are the team he wants to go to. The Heat have offered Tyler Hero. They have offered Duncan Robinson and a few draft picks. But the Blazers said... We want to weigh our options. If another team is going to go out and give us really good young players to pair with, Shaden Sharp, to pair with Scoot Henderson, um, to pair with Anthony Simons, then they're going to go take another team's offer. And if they're going to get extra draft capital from it, why not? Build around a guy like Scoot Henderson who 
if he lives up to his potential, he's a franchise type of player. So it's interesting to me. Um, I think they are heading in the right direction. This is a team that I'm going to act as if Damian Lillard is not on the team next year. Um, this is a team I think could make some noise in the regular season in the Western Conference. Um, maybe down the stretch, fighting for a play-in spot. Um, that's probably where I would see the Blazers at best right now with Jeremy Grant kind of leading the way, Anthony Simons. I think you take Damian Lillard out of the picture, which has been the case the last couple of years with his injury history. And Simons has been a really good scorer. He's really done it all. He's looked like a star type player. So if he can live up to that potential, this is a team that could seriously make some noise in the Western Conference. Uh, Damian Lillard, uh, a lot of people have talked about it, him requesting the trade. He should have done it a few years ago. Um, was it 2019? It was 2019 when they made it to the Western Conference Finals, got swept by Golden State. Golden State obviously lost to the Raptors in the finals. The next season, they went under 500. He should have requested a trade then. I respect the loyalty. Portland is a place that he might be arguably, aside from Clyde Drexler, one of the best players ever to put on the Portland Trailblazers jersey. But it should have happened a few years ago, I think. He's getting much older at this point. Um, it's coming off his best season, but his value isn't really showing that. Teams don't think he has that type of value still because of his age, um, what he can still offer, knowing that he puts up tremendous numbers, but it hasn't necessarily translated for too many wins. So the Trailblazers are an interesting team to uh, watch. We'll move down the list a little bit. The Bucks. I'm glad they're kind of bringing back their core. Um, Chris Middleton was a guy I really didn't want to see him leave. He dealt with a lot of injuries last year, but when he did come back, he came off the bench, kind of got back into his groove, and then he was placed into the starting lineup. They brought Brooke Lopez back for $24 million. Uh, a lot of money for Mr. Brooke Lopez, but he was second place in Defensive Player of the Year voting. Uh, is another guy that can shoot the ball. I'm glad they're kind of running it back one more time because this is a team that I think just, it felt like, yes, they were the number one seed in the East last year, but it didn't feel like they were going to make that run. And the run didn't last very long. They fell early on to uh, the Heat, who were the Eastern Conference champs. But I want to see this team, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, uh, they brought Jay Crowder back. Um, they have a lot of pieces, I think, to be one of the best teams in basketball again. So I'm kind of glad they're giving it another shot. Chris Middleton got his money. He deserves it. Um, the Bulls are the next team on this list. Vucevic comes back three years, 60 mil. They bring back Kobe White three years, 33. Javon Carter is another team player who, re who signed with the team. A lot of things have been going around about Zach Levine. And there's so many question marks with this team. Kobe White seems like he'll be the starting point guard moving forward because I don't know when Lonzo is going to be back on the floor. And obviously, 10 times out of 10, I would take Lonzo over Kobe White, without a doubt. He's just a better playmaker. He's, he improved his scoring every single year in the NBA before he started dealing with the, the knee injuries. But I don't know when he's going to be back, and that's the problem. So the Bulls made it to the play-in. They almost beat the Heat. Um, so who knows how much of a fight they would have given to the Bucks or the Celtics or Knicks or whatever other teams that the Heat played in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bulls are another team that right now I think they're a play-in team. 
even with DeMar kind of having a down, I shouldn't say a down year, but compared to two seasons ago when he was putting up MVP numbers, it was kind of a down year. And Zach Levine was a star player again this year, but you really don't have anything else. And they're relying on Vucevic to kind of step it up because he hasn't really done that since being traded uh, from Orlando. Cleveland, I, I like what they've done. They brought back Karis LeVert, a guy they got in a trade. Max Struess, four years, $64 million. That's another thing I'll touch on. Um, obviously, as a Lakers fan, bringing in Gabe Vincent, the Heat really do a good job of finding their undrafted guys, developing them, and turning them into really good basketball players. And other teams value that. And he's going to bring a lot to the Cavaliers, a team that needs some shooting. You have Donovan, obviously, and Darius Garland in your backcourt. But you need some depth off the bench, especially at the guard position. And I think Max Struess will bring that to you. Um, he struggled a bit in the playoffs, I would definitely say. Uh, there were moments where he looked really good early on in the playoffs and leading up to it, but late down the stretch, he kind of went missing a bit. And it was very every once in a while um, that you would see him. The Celtics, they traded for Chris Stapps Porzingis. And yeah, I mean, they got to run it back, I guess, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And those two haven't, well, Tatum got paid. Jalen Brown hasn't gotten his max, max deal, the super max, which I think he can earn up to $300 million. He hasn't got that just yet, but it's coming, I think. It's coming. The Clippers bring back Russell Westbrook, two years, $8 million. Um, he was having some of his best games of the season last year once he got dealt to the Clippers. Uh, went from the Lakers to the Jazz to the Clippers. Um, and I think they like it. Obviously, there have been a lot of rumors about James Harden going to the Clippers. And there's nothing, I mean, it's, we're still really early on. Teams can't even officially, players can't even officially sign contracts, pen to paper, until July 6th. So we have a few days still um, until things start actually getting finalized. James Harden could absolutely still be a Los Angeles Clipper opening night this year. I don't know if it happens. Um, the Sixers seem really hesitant to move any of their star guys. Um, Harden opted into his deal and requested the trade. And now they were in discussions with the Blazers for Damian Lillard, but then they just, they don't want to give up Tyrese Maxey and what's going to happen to Joel Embiid. There have been a couple of rumors. Oh, Joel Embiid's going to the Knicks. I don't think the Sixers, the Sixers might have a quiet off season and just kind of run it back this year because I don't know where James Harden could go. This guy, he's been bouncing around from team to team to team. It's, you've got to just, they were talking about him to Phoenix. So the Suns are signing everyone. They just got Eric Gordon a few minutes ago. They just signed him, but they were getting a bunch of depth to kind of add to a, a loaded starting five. Um, when it comes to Memphis, the Grizzlies signing Desmond Bain to a five-year, $205 million contract, he deserves it. And I, I know a lot of people might disagree with that, but the type of numbers he was putting up, the production, as as a Lakers fan, watching that Lakers-Grizzlies series, there were moments where it was like, Desmond Bain's going to beat us. It's not John Morant. Desmond Bain cannot miss. He's a knockdown three-point shooter. And he's got, he's got the funny-looking, the built. He, he's a built dude. Um, he's buff. But he has a knockdown jump shot, and teams are going to like that, and the Grizzlies wanted to make sure he was locked up, and he got $200 million. So good for Desmond Bain. 
Uh, they obviously bring in D Rose as well. So shout out to Derek Rose, just kind of a lot of similarities his with his game and John Morant's. So I I, I kind of like that move to not bring him in for too much, but to be there as a backup point guard and kind of mentor a guy like John Morant. Um, who still hasn't even touched the prime of his career just yet at, at 23 years old. I don't think he's 23. He might be younger. No, he's definitely 23. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good move. The Grizzlies are trying to stay as active as possible. That was one of those teams that eh, they weren't going to do that much. Um, Miami Heat, I, I mentioned it. They lost Struess. They lost Vincent. Uh, they're trying to get Damian Lillard. So they'll give up Robinson, Hero, some picks. They don't want to give up Caleb Martin, which is interesting to me. Um, Caleb Martin had a really, really good series, obviously. He should have won Eastern Conference Finals and the the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. He should have been the player uh, of the series with how good he was against the Celtics. Obviously, you, you had to give to the star player. That's usually how it goes. Jimmy Butler, of course, would get it. But Caleb Martin really just a switch flipped off when he got to the NBA Finals against Denver, and he just was not the same player. So it's interesting that's the guy they value most. Um, They brought in Josh Richardson. Uh, Kevin Love is coming back on a two-year deal. Thomas Bryant um, to kind of replace Cody Zeller, I guess, uh, as a backup big. So they're, they're trying to do what they can to obviously get Damian Lillard. I think that's one of the few teams that still has a lot to do. Um, and then it'll just all be about finding those role players to kind of make up for, you'll obviously have Dame, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Um, but finding those guys that can kind of replace what you're losing when trading away all these, uh, role players, the Hornets give LaMelo his bag, uh, one of four players, I think to make a quarter of a billion dollars. Um, so shout out to LaMelo ball. That's one of those guys that, I've been obviously following him since high school. We're the same grade. And I always I always told people, people did not believe me when I was always like, LaMelo's going to be the best player of the three. It was always, oh, look at his jump shot. I mean, when he dropped 92 in high school, sophomore year, it was like, look at his jump shot. That's not going to get him anywhere. Guy's making five years, $260 million now. And injuries hurt his season this year. Um but he's a franchise type of player. When he is on the floor, he's a, he's a triple-double machine. And he can do whatever you need with whatever players he has around him. So he, he's a special type of player. I'm happy he got paid. Um, that's big time for LaMelo. The Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, re-signs. That's another guy I've always really liked. Um, one of the many former Lakers out there that they found in the draft. Uh, so good for Jordan Clarkson to get his money with the Jazz. I know they're another team that are starting to pop up in those Damian Lillard uh, trade discussions. That could be an interesting duo, him and Laurie Markkinen on the floor together. Um, I don't know what they would give up, to be honest. Um, But that would be an interesting duo with those two. The Kings are just trying to run it back, it seems like. Um, Harrison Barnes got his money. They bring Trey Lyles in. DeMontis Sabonis gets his big extension, five years, $217 million. So good for him. I mean, he's coming off arguably his best season ever of his career um, and led the Kings to the three seed. Didn't last long. The Warriors uh, finished that up real quick in a game, an exciting game seven. Um, 
I was really glad that series went seven games because it was a lot of fun to watch. But Sabonis is their guy, along with De'Aaron Fox. They really like that pairing right there. And, I mean, it's a fun one to watch. So I'm, I don't know if they'll have the same type of success this year, but they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a playoff team. I think they'll still be a top five, top six Western Conference team. Um, the Knicks bring in Dante DiVincenzo. They're just building Villanova. Jay Wright would be very proud of this. Um, if Jay Wright ever gets tired of doing television, I'm sure he's got a coaching job with Coach Tibbs. I'm sure that would not be a problem for those two to uh, work together. But DiVincenzo comes in with Brunson, with Josh Hart. Um, so the Knicks staying kind of quiet. There have been the Joel Embiid rumors. That's not going to happen. I would be very shocked if I were to look at my phone. And actually, before we continue on these, talking about the teams, before we get to the Lakers, um, I was going to mention, what is going on with Twitter? I don't like it. I really don't like it. I, I need someone to explain to me the pros of limiting how many tweets you can read. There's that, and on top of it, what's considered reading a tweet? There's a lot of tweets. There are promoted tweets. I don't even follow the people. They just, accounts will promote themselves to go on other people's timelines. Does that cons- is that considered a read by me? It, so it's, it's just frustrating because I go on Twitter a lot just to kind of refresh and see what's going on. And when I get tweet notifications, if there's one I want to read, I'll click on it. But now I need to be aware of how many I'm reading. And I don't count. I've never counted. I don't know one person out there that counts how many tweets. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's five tweets I just read there. Ten more tweets. No. I'll actually read maybe. I'll tap on maybe 15 or 20 if there's a video or now you can tweet more than 240 characters. So I want to click that and read it. But if there's other ones I'm just scrolling by and stopping just to kind of scan to see what there is, let me do that. Why do I have to why do I have to limit how many tweets I read? It's frustrating. It's frustrating because yesterday was it yesterday? It was yesterday. So Saturday, I was getting all these Twitter alerts about all these free agency signings happen, but they changed the policy so I could only read what was it? 600 tweets or something? I think it's up to 800 now. But I was done by 11 a.m. It wasn't even noon yet, and I couldn't read any more tweets. So there's a big reason why Legion Hoops made this free agency tracker, so people could just tap on it and see all the moves that are happening if they're not getting Shams or Woj or any of those guys. That's so annoying. That really bothers me. There aren't many things that bother me in this world. That was one thing that bothered me. Um, so I just had to rant there for about Twitter for a second because it was, it was kind of annoying, but we'll, we'll pick it up quickly. Uh, the Lakers, don't get me started on the Lakers. It was a tough ending to lose to the Nuggets. I was I was upset about it, obviously. You don't want to see your team get swept when they make it all to the Western Conference Finals. But you had to be proud at the same time. Nobody thought they were. They were 2-10 to start the season. They were awful. They were really awful. And they made good moves at the trade deadline, improved the team, and made it as a seven seed to the Western Conference Finals. So that's big time for them. And now they're bringing back 
D'Lo comes back. Rui Hachimura, they re-sign. Austin Reeves, they re-sign to really good deals. Uh, four years, $56 million for Austin Reeves. People are talking about who's going to get paid nine figures this summer. You bring in Gabe Vincent, $11 million a year. Torian Prince, who the few times... The Lakers, when they would play the Timberwolves, Torian Prince was one of those guys that would just knock down three-pointers. And I'm like... He doesn't do this against anyone else. He doesn't do this against anyone else. So I'm glad he's, he's one of those guys that can come off the bench and be a little spark for this team. Cam Reddish, he hasn't really found his home yet. He's bounced around from Atlanta to um, Portland to the Knicks. He hasn't found his home just yet. And this, I think this could be a fresh start for him. Not getting paid. It's $2.3 million a year um over two years I can't remember if it's a player or team option for the second year but this is a chance for Cam Reddish a guy that was a top three pick to really show what he has and coming out of Duke and I think that could be a really big move and Jackson Hayes the same thing with him he's an athletic freak he really is and I think he could provide some depth off the bench as a big um if the uh, Lakers want to run two bigs and go Jackson Hayes and AD um that could be an option or when AD just needs a rest and Jackson Hayes got some young, fresh legs out there. Um, so the Lakers have really made me happy with looking at this upcoming season as a fan with the type of moves that they've made. Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. The Magic bringing Ingles and Mo Wagner back. Um, the Mavericks, obviously. Kyrie Irving, three years, $126 million. Um, I, to be honest, I did not think he was going to stay with Dallas. I thought he was going to either sign somewhere else, they were going to find a trade for him, but the way he started playing at the end of the season, I guess him and Luke are just going to figure it out. I don't know how they're going to do it, because um, that's one of those teams. They kind of remind they remind me a lot, and it's a much different scenario, but they remind me of the Angels a little bit, and I know this might be wild. People are going to be texting me if they're listening to this and saying how bad of a comparison it is. But you've got a guy like Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, some studs, who very similar to Otani and Trout, who just can't get it figured out. And the reg- They couldn't win. They couldn't translate their good success individually into wins. And the Angels are changing that. The Angels, I really hope, make the playoffs. That's one of those teams that I've wanted to see succeed. Mike Trout's only made the playoffs one time in his career in 2014. He got swept. The Mavericks are a team, not the Mavericks, the Angels are a team that I want to see win. And I think the same goes for the Mavericks. They're kind of hoping that they can work with Kyrie and Luka and build good pieces. They bring back Dwight Powell um, on a three-year deal. Seth Curry comes in on a two-year deal. Dante Exum. Dante Exum, the fifth overall pick to the Jazz. Uh, what was it? Was it 2014? It may have been 2014. He's been out of the league for a while now, but he's coming back. We'll see if uh, playing overseas helped Exum. Cam Johnson got 100 mil. Got 100 mil from Brooklyn. They also signed Dennis Smith. But good for Cam Johnson. I mean, him and Mike Bridges obviously became fan favorites very quickly with the Nets. Um, so I'm happy for them. I'm happy they got their money. See, the Nuggets, the Nuggets, and the next team's the Pacers. Bruce Brown got a lot more money from Indiana. I don't think the Nuggets were expecting he'd get that much. I really don't think they were. And they bring back Reggie Jackson. They bring back DeAndre Jordan. I don't know how much they have to do because 
I, I've talked about it before. They have a lot of their key pieces locked in. KCP, Michael Porter, Jamal Murray, Jokic, all these guys have massive contracts right now, and they're in the middle of their tenure. So they didn't have too much money to spend as it was. But it does worry me. Like Other teams are kind of catching up to them. They, they figured out what the Nuggets can do. And unless Jokic has another season where he's averaging 35, 15, and 10, um, and Jamal Murray takes finds a way to take another step, Michael Porter Jr. becomes an absolute star in the league because he's close to there. He has his moments where he's really, really good. Um, and there's also games where he can't hit a shot, save his life. But the Pacers, speaking of Bruce Brown, gets that money. They give Tyrese Halliburton a giant extension. Um, I love that guy. I really like his game. Um, he averaged 20 and 10 this past year. He's a really efficient shooter. Um, so I, I like what the Pacers have been doing to bring in those guys to kind of pair with uh, Miles Turner. Um, and the, the, I really like what the Pacers are doing. The Pelicans give Herb Jones a lot of money. The Pistons, they haven't done anything. Raptors. The Raptors are one of those teams, it's an interesting scenario. They bring in Schroeder to replace Van Vliet, who's, who's next on the board right here for the Rockets. Um, I like that on a two-year, $26 million deal. Schroeder brought a lot to the Lakers. He showed he can be a really good, true point guard. Um, Jakob Pertl gets his money four years, $80 million. They have a young team to build around, I think. Scotty Barnes is kind of a franchise-type player that you have to start building around. And I understand Pascal Siakam kind of took that a step down, which is not what you want to see. Um, so I think if you can build around Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, get them some guard play. Gary Trent, I really like. He averaged like 15 points per game this year. He's a good piece with those guys. Um, bringing Pirtle back on a four-year deal as a bigs. You kind of have that front court all set up. It's more what you do with the back court and what kind of pieces you can get off the bench. Um, Grady Dick, they just drafted. I think he'll get some significant minutes, and he fits well, um, not only on the court, but personality-wise, Grady Dick and Scotty Barnes seem like they'll get along really well. Uh, I don't know what it is, but something with those two, uh, they seem like goofballs, but I, I the Raptors have some moves to make. I don't think they should go out and just trade Pascal Siakam. He's the type of player that fits well with Toronto. Um, but they're a team that does have to make some moves still. They have to find some free agents and sign some guys on, on smaller contracts that can come off the bench and make an impact. The Rockets. All right. Fred VanVleet got his money. Three years, $130 million. Good for him. He's still in the middle of his prime. He's 29 years old. Um He's an all-star type player. He's going to be the superstar, I guess, do I say veteran on this team? Um, only at 29. I, You bring in Dylan Brooks, four years, $80 million. He deserves that type of money. Um, he's a really good defender. He's a good three-point shooter. He didn't show it in the playoffs. But when he's on his game, he's a really, really good two-way player. Uh, Jock Landale comes from Phoenix. Bring Jeff Green just to kind of be that veteran in the locker room. And then you've got all the young pieces around. Jalen Green is a rising superstar. He had moments last year that he was really good. Kevin Porter Jr., obviously. Amen Thompson is the rookie coming in. You have Alpren Sangoon. 
this is a team that has a mix of young, young guys who are still learning how to play at the NBA level and other guys that are that have plenty of experience. And it's just going to see how interesting to see how Ime Yudoka kind of meshes and blends that together, that core. I think they could be a good team. I think this is a team that could fight for a playing spot and not be at the bottom of the standings like they've been the past few years. I really think that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what the Rockets can do this season. Some of the other teams here, Draymond got an extension with the Warriors, Kyle Kuzma staying with the Wizards. Um, the Suns obviously signed a bunch of guys to come off the bench on one and two year deals. Um, that's, that's, that's basically it for the, the, no, nothing really crazy afterwards. Um, I'm just interested to see what happens with Damian Lillard. Does he go to the Miami Heat? Do the Heat sacrifice giving up two of their best scorers, arguably, with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero to get one of the best scorers in Damian Lillard? Because that's the big question. Are you willing to give up draft assets and give up a couple players to get a guy like Damian Lillard who's still at the top of his game, but could be slowly declining soon and I don't think he will I think Damian Lillard's going to be the all-star player that we've seen the last decade for the next few years he still has plenty of time but will the Heat make that move will the Blazers opt to go somewhere else or will they just decide to keep him he doesn't have a, a no trade clause and it's not Bradley Beal's situation where it's like I want to go to the Phoenix Suns and I don't want to be traded anywhere else. So then you have to find a deal with the Suns. Damian Lillard doesn't have that option. If the Blazers are offered by a team, and I'm quickly looking at the grid just to see, I'm trying to think of a team at the top of my head. I really can't think of one. Um, to give an example, on top of my head right now. Nothing's, cl- nothing's clicking right now, but say the Blazers are offered a star type of young player who's under 23, 22 years old, to maybe pair in a backcourt with Scoot Henderson uh, and Anthony Simons, or you go to get a bigger guy to go in your your, your front court, someone that can kind of back off a bit when Scoot Henderson or Jeremy Grant or Anthony Simons, one of those guys is having this type of scoring games, or they can kind of step up and still be a third option, second option on this team. If they get something like that and they're also going to get some picks in the next few years that could be valuable, they're going to do that. And they're going to send Damian Lillard there. Obviously, I understand they want to accommodate what Damian Lillard wants because he's been their franchise player for the over the last 10 years. Um, he's really done everything for that city and it just hasn't turned into victories. Um so yeah, that's kind of all my thoughts on the uh, the NBA free agency situation as of July 2nd right now. We're on a Sunday, just kind of quiet day. We'll probably wrap up with, I really got into Ted Lasso. I did it. I, I hadn't for so long. I know it came out in 2020. I hadn't watched it. I, this was one of the things that I was like, I'm living alone. I need to find something to do. And that was it. I started watching Ted Lasso. And I think I'm on season two. I'm midway through season two. It's getting crazy. I I hope they get promoted back to the Premier League. Um, I'm sure people have already seen what happens in season three. I don't know. Maybe they don't get promoted. 
Um, or maybe they don't even show. Maybe they stay at the bottom division. Is it the Champions League, I think? The Champions League. Because he made that joke. He was like, oh, I'll get relegated from the Premier League because we're now playing for the Championship League. Jason's a funny guy. Jason's a funny guy. Um, it's a very good show, too. So I've kind of been enjoying that. We're going to do some cooking today. Uh, it's always important to meal prep since we've got a busy week ahead. Um, but this was fun to kind of get back in the mic, just talk some sports. Uh, eventually, I want to get to, once football season gets closer, bringing some people on to not only talk about the NFL uh, I'm sure people from my fantasy league, so we'll talk fantasy stuff leading up to it. We'll talk teams moving to the Big 12, Cincinnati, UCF, uh, making that move because it was official as of yesterday. Um, those are two teams I'm really looking at. Like, I'll have to take a look at your schedule and see if you're going to go UCF. If you'll be 13-0, and declare yourself champions, national champions again like you did. I think it was 2017. Um or Cincinnati situation and make the playoffs, but they're coming out of the American and put them in the big 12. How good can they really be? So those are things that should be brought up in the next, uh, the next few episodes, but this was fun. I, I appreciate everyone listening. The NBA free agency is always fun. Uh, especially, especially when your team's making some good moves. Uh, I always hate if you're just having a quiet summer, if you just don't have the money, to make those type of moves. It's not as fun. So it's exciting that the Lakers kind of are heading in the right direction. The team on paper already looks like a much better team than last season. And last season went to the Western Conference Finals and had some help from injuries here and there to kind of get there. Uh, I'm not going to say it was the Lakers, just the second best team in the Western Conference that got to the Western Conference Finals. That was not the case. But... It's an exciting team. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. We'll maybe see you next weekend. Not totally sure. We might be going back to Connecticut, so uh, we'll kind of see what's going on and either have an episode next weekend or we'll come back the following weekend because then we'll be back to being alone in this beautiful apartment. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watching me on YouTube, hello. Um, I appreciate it. Stay locked to my Twitter for my actual job stuff. Uh, If you want to keep watching those things, I'll be posting plenty of content from good old northeastern Pennsylvania, the Wilkes-Barre and Scram, because there's a lot of things starting to pick up as we get closer to football season with lots of camps and all that. Thank you for watching. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Leave a like, whatever whatever you may do, or review. Um, Let's get this thing back and rolling.